Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your inheritance. Ooh, stewarding and inheritance. Uh, I'm Daniel, producer Daniel. I'm sitting here with Grant. Hi. Hi, Grant. And Jake. Hello. Hello, Jake. Um, Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Yeah. Uh, This is a question that I actually got on social media. So I did a post in my Instagram stories and said, hey, what would you guys like to hear us talk about on the podcast? Mm. And somebody said, what do we do with an inheritance? I'm like, that is a really great question. So I figured we'd have a conversation to answer that. Because what happens is whether you just received an inheritance or you know an inheritance is coming sometime soon, you have fear. You, you wonder, man, am I, am I doing the right thing here? I, I kind of have an idea. I want to do this, but is that wise? Should I be doing that? Or are there any, you know, landmines that I could potentially step in that could hurt me or harm me? And really, I think it comes down to you just want to do what's best. You want to be a good steward of it. So we thought we'd break that down. Yeah. And sometimes there can be a lot of emotions tied up mm. in, in inheritance because yeah. oftentimes it's connected to a loss uh, and possibly of someone you loved. So it could be like, you don't know how to make the right decision because the emotions might be clouding it, which we'll talk about a little bit uh, in some of kind of how we make the decisions. Yeah. And Jake, like as a wise investment advisor, people are coming to you from time to time after they've received an inheritance and wondering, hey, what do I do with this? Is mm-hmm. this the right thing? Is this is this is it OK to do X? Is it OK to do Y? Um, but I think something that's important for us to say right away is it's okay to have fun. It is, you know, it's, there's an aspect of it where it's found money Mm. and we talk about how it's just, it's, you react differently to money that, you know, you don't earn through work, but it's not like getting money from, you know, like a lottery. So there is that sense of, I, I do want to protect this. I, there are some things I do want to buy. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> That's always one of the first questions. Yeah. It's like, I, I really had the idea to maybe go on this vacation, buy this car, buy this house. Um, but uh, is that is that okay? Am, 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 is the person who left this money to me going to be okay with that? Is is it wise financially to, to do that? You know, people are wondering that. Mm-hmm. And I think at first it's important to note that it is okay. For sure. I mean, if, if you're in a situation where you know you absolutely need a car because your current car is not in the best situation and it would help you get to and from work better, it's okay to buy a car. Um, if you're in a situation where uh, buying a house makes sense for you guys financially or if that's the, the point in your life, it's okay to, to use some of the money to buy a house. It's okay to go on vacation. Like it's okay uh, to celebrate that person's life. Um and and use that inheritance to to have fun. Like you don't have to use every single penny of it and invest one hundred percent of that. Right? I agree. So um, just know that there's no shame in that. And, and I think um, the the people that are leaving that inheritance to you probably didn't leave it to you thinking, I really hope that they take this and you know invest it and get a return of tenfold from every single penny. They were probably hoping that you would be able to smile and enjoy it. At least the legacy that I'm trying to leave for my kids, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that a lot of smiles come from that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have that. Yeah. Hopefully 
it was a an act of love for your family member to do this, and that means they want you to enjoy it. They want you to have joy because of this. I think it's okay. I mean, if you're feeling shame or you're feeling that anxiety, as they do when they talk to you, Jake, and say, eh, I really want to buy this, can I? Mm-hmm. But what's another question that you often get saying, hey, I have this inheritance now, Jake, but mm. what about... What about taxes? Yeah. That's that's the big one. Yeah. So should I be worried about that? Am I going to have to pay a lot more taxes now that I got this inheritance? For the most part, you don't have to worry about it. It's it's not a big deal. Like you think you're going to have this huge tax bill. Hmm. Um, so So the biggest thing you have to know is... You just have to know what types of accounts you're inheriting. Okay. So if I inherited, say, um, somebody's 401k or yeah. IRA, a retirement account, yeah. versus if I inherited maybe some stock that they own. Or a house. Or a house. Yeah. Or cash. So so think of it this way. Um, you know, anytime you, you sell, let's say you sell a house, you sell an investment, and that investment went up in value, you have to pay tax on that, yeah. right? The, the nice thing is if you're inheriting that, um, they give you what's called a step up in the, in the cost basis. Okay. So really, you don't have to worry about what you know, that person paid for it way back in the day, which is ah. probably a lot lower, which means you, you know, normally would have a big tax bill. Mm-hmm. You can look at the, the value of that, of that asset on the date that person passed away. Okay. So the date that I require, acquired the asset yeah. is really when any – tax implications would yeah. come into play. I don't have to worry about, oh, they bought this 20 years ago mm-hmm. and it's earned so much more value. Now, as a result, I have to pay taxes on that value earned. Correct. You don't have to worry about that. Yep. That's why I say for the most part, not a big deal. Okay. So what about like tax deferred or tax sheltered types of accounts like retirement accounts? Or- yeah. So, so that's the one that has some rules attached to it. So if it's a 401k, uh, an IRA, those, they have special requirements. You have to open up an inherited IRA or a beneficiary IRA, same thing. Um, so if, if the person who passed away is not your spouse, you have to put into that special account, that inherited IRA. Anytime you take money out of that inherited IRA, you pay tax on that. Got it. And you're required now. It's, it's kind of a newer rule, just a couple years old. You have to take that out within 10 years. Hmm. So let's say you inherited a $100,000 IRA. You put that in your own inherited IRA. You can't take it all out at once. You know, you'll pay taxes on $100,000 at once. But at, at minimum, you have to have that account liquidated in 10 years. Hmm. So the wise thing to do when you receive an inheritance is to probably talk with an investment advisor and say, hey, I got an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Here's the type of accounts. The types of accounts. Yep. Yep. That that I'm, or this is the type of assets that I inherited. Can you help me with my tax stuff? Exactly. Yep. As a whole, that you don't have to worry too much, though, based mm-hmm. on what you said. But there are some accounts where you might have to do a few different steps uh, to ensure it's okay. Exactly. Now we talked about, hey, it's okay to to, to spend some of this money and and have some fun with it. You don't have to worry too much about taxes. And there's a couple simple steps you just talked about to get past that. But I think the big question that people are wondering is, okay, what do I actually do with this money? How can I be a good steward of it? And I think more than anything else, the advice that we're going to give in this podcast episode is going to come down to this one thing. Make sure you're able to continue the legacy Mm. because you would not be receiving this um, inheritance if that person before you didn't Mm -hmm. do the proper steps, didn't do the proper thing. 
And whether you're just getting started and building a legacy or you're already have been building a legacy for your children or grandchildren, using this to continue that legacy is wise. And I think I want to talk more in detail about that in the second half of this episode. But at Stewardship, we are home loan insurance and investment advisors that serve you with wisdom and love. So we want to tell you a little bit about a fi- finances through our one-minute money tip. Go ahead, Dan. All right, so roofer comes to your house, knocks on your door, tells you all about the damage that your neighbors are seeing on their roofs and how they're getting their uh, roof replaced for free by the insurance company. And you're thinking, sweet, this is awesome. I'm going to save thousands of dollars and don't have to replace my roof on my own. Pump the brakes a little bit and understand that just because a roofer who is a salesman tells you they can get your roof replaced 100% by insurance doesn't mean that's actually the case. Does it happen? Absolutely. That's why you have insurance. Insurance is there to make you whole, right? If there is damage that is covered by your policies. But don't agree to anything, don't sign anything, and don't commit to anything until you've talked with your insurance agent. There's a lot of nuances that go into filing an insurance claim and getting your roof replaced by insurance. And so I don't want you to get stuck into something and committed to something and end up having to pay out on that, you know, out of pocket. All right. So we just talked about wanting to continue the legacy. Make sure that, hey, this person did some wise things. They were a good steward of their finances. And now they left you an inheritance. Um, It would be great if you could use that to help make sure that you too can continue the legacy for your children, for your grandchildren. You know, I think of it this way. Uh, You're sitting in the shade because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're doing here. Yeah. You're getting this blessing because someone took some steps early on. Yeah. To have this legacy. Yeah. And I think the last thing that we want to do is kill the tree and then we're all sitting in the sun, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to make sure that we're nurturing this, watering this tree well and taking care of it. Um, so what is one thing, Jake, that you think they all, everybody should do to make sure that legacy continues well? Uh, just plant the tree. Hmm. So sometimes we think, man, I I got this, this big legacy. Like I want to plant this tree overnight. Uh, Uh, it doesn't happen that way. Not usually. Um, it's just starting small. You know, if, if you, if you're in the spot where you haven't really saved before, just start that habit of saving, just put this money to work, just start investing. Yes. You know, it may not be like a huge amount right now, but that's that's how the tree starts. You know, you plant it. Yeah. So just start investing no matter where you're at. That's so good. But it's hard sometimes because I, we don't know everybody's personal financial situation. So giving the advice of what to do with the inheritance is really hard. But what you just said, Jake, helps a lot. If 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 you're at the stage where you've never started investing before or started saving, get to the place where you start saving, you get familiar with investing. Maybe all you've ever done with your investments is you just opted into your company's 401k or you you make some IRA contributions each year. If so, that's great. That's awesome. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. But now take some of this money and get familiar with investing outside of that. Yeah. Because that that's really where you can start planting that tree. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, that's probably what that other person did who left that inheritance to you. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter necessarily where you're at in the journey. You could be someone who has a ton of debt and, and, and maybe you just need to get some of that debt paid off. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Do that. But 
maybe with a portion of this, you, you get familiar with investing. You get familiar with saving a little bit. Maybe you're the type of person who doesn't have three months of your expenses put away in a savings account. Do that. Do that. Get get, get there. Um, but I, I think that's wise. That's wise to consider that. You got to start somewhere. You got to start getting familiar with saving and investing because that's that's an inheritance. Yeah. And then I have a tip too for, uh, let, let's say the baby boomers. Okay. Um, you know, if they're, if they're receiving inheritance, one way that people, you know, if they do have the desire to leave a legacy, um, one thing that they should look at is long-term care insurance. Hmm. So, so think of it this way. Um, again, if you have the desire to, you know, leave your kids a legacy, um, it's very easy for that legacy to be eaten up by uh, like a spending shock. Mm-hmm. Um, you have excess, you know, healthcare expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, what you thought you're going to leave your kids ends up going just to pay those, pay those bills for that care you're receiving. Yeah. So a simple tip I say is you can purchase long-term care insurance just for the fact of preserving more, more assets for your kids. Because we know statistics say at some point in my life, there's a good chance I'm going to have to pay for care for myself yeah. as I age. And that's got to come from somewhere. And if yeah. I don't have long-term care insurance, it's likely going to come from that legacy I've been working to build. Yeah. Even if you can pay for it, like if you have the assets, yeah. you know, that that's good. It just takes away from that legacy. Oh, man. That's really, really great advice. I love that. I think I'm kind of in that stage where uh, my wife and I don't have debt. Mm-hmm. Um, we're contributing to retirement. But we're not familiar with investing. So mm-hmm. should I contact an investment advisor, whether or not I get an inheritance? Or let's say I got an inheritance of, you know, $8,000. Mm-hmm. Should I talk to an investment advisor about that? Yeah. So there, here's <laughs> – this is – okay, at Stewardship, we always want to do the right thing. Um, and we we, we want to be loving with our advice. Um, we want to be wise. Uh, whether we're getting paid for it or not. <laughs> and what I'm about to say actually doesn't put a whole lot of extra commission in our pocket, okay? But it's just the truth. Not everybody needs an investment advisor. Jake, you are an investment advisor. Do you agree with that statement? I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's a truth that um, when you hire an investment advisor, there is a cost associated with that. And statistics say over and over and over again that the cost that's involved with that, you break even on that, not only break even, but grow from that uh, very easily. However, when you're in a place where you have, say, $8,000, I think the sticking point, it depends on your income and a lot of other situations, is basically fifty dollars to $100,000. If you have less than that amount of money to invest, the word need an investment advisor, I think that goes away. So an example, if you have the $8,000 inheritance, I would strongly suggest that you go to Betterment.com, open up an investment account, which can be done with just a few clicks, and put that money to work to get familiar with investing. And hopefully, with that familiarity, you start building more habits to deposit more money into that. You grow in your career. You grow in your income. And then all of a sudden, you notice, okay, this Betterment account has fifty, sixty, seventy, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 into it. That's when it's going to be wise to connect with an investment advisor. Yeah, it's... You know, the, the behavior thing, mm-hmm. um, it, it hurts a lot more making mm-hmm. mistakes when mm-hmm. you get that balance up. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing, just optimizing where those funds are. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just adding certainty to that. Yeah. Once you get past that um, like crucial stage of just developing those habits, mm-hmm. then definitely makes sense. Yeah. If you just have 
you know, $12,000 in an investment account and then something like COVID happens and the market goes way down and you pull all your money out because you're scared, mm-hmm. that's less lethal to you yeah. than if you have 200000 in there and you pull all your money out. And that was a really bad idea. And an investment advisor could have walked you through that, you know. Yeah. Um, but when you start building your assets, let's say you got an inheritance now, Dan, and it's $250,000. Well, in this situation, you need an investment advisor to help answer some of the questions of, okay, now that we have this $250,000, here's what I'm currently doing with my 401k and IRA at work. What do I need to continue to contribute or not contribute to impact our financial goals for when I want to retire? How does this investment advisor change the income I might receive or not receive when I do retire if I want to retire at this age versus that age? You know, that Those are the types of questions that are going to be a lot more valuable. And even, you know, making sure that the types of accounts that are put together are going to be tax efficient. Mm-hmm. That's where the, the the big money save comes in. Tax efficiency on an $8,000 account not as valuable or as important. Did I answer that question? For sure. Yeah. Um okay, so it's August. August is National what? National Make a Will Month. National Make a Will Month. We talk, we, we, we're saying that one of the big things here is you have to continue the legacy. Jake, you said that you've got to make sure that you're planting the tree. You would never have received the inheritance mm-hmm. if this person likely didn't have instructions for how that inheritance should be divvied out. Yeah. They need to get a will. Mm-hmm. You've got to get this done. Where are places where people can get this done? Let's say they want to DIY it. Uh, it so you can go online. Yeah. Resources there. Uh, you can go to an attorney, yeah, which, uh, which is great. They provide legal advice. Mm-hmm. I can go to stewardship. Yeah. So we work with Legal Document Prepare, mm-hmm. and we can give you that education and help you with those documents. Yeah. There's really cool resources, LegalZoom.com. Super simple. DIY. Fill in some blanks, and it's great. And for people who have a very simple situation, I recommend it. For people who have a very, very, very complicated situation, they own multiple businesses or – Maybe we're previously married, have kids from different spouses or whatever. It might be wise to to contact an attorney to help navigate some of those particular issues. Uh, But for most folks, working with a legal document preparer, an advisor who can ask the right questions, sometimes you just want somebody to hold your hand through the process. We can help with that. Yep. Stewardship.pro will help with that. But hey, it's national. What was it? Make a what? Make a will month. So make a will so that you can continue the legacy. All right. We talked about, hey, look, make sure that when you get this money, it's okay to enjoy it. Uh, We talked about knowing the asset types because that helps with taxes, right, Jake? Mm -hmm. And then really, more than anything, let's, let's make sure that you're continuing this legacy. Any last pieces of advice that you want to leave the listeners for how to continue the legacy? Yeah, I have some. Okay. You take the tree that was planted, mm-hmm. right? The one that we're sitting in the shade of. Yeah, and you chop it down. Okay, but but bear bear with me. I'm bearing with you. You I'm chop confused. it down, and you mill the lumber, and you build a house. Wow. Yeah, that's where you take you take the legacy, and you you make it more. Now it's a house with rooms, and a kitchen, and then you go outside and you plant a tree in the yard. Mm. That's great. So instead of just taking the cash, letting it sit in an account, and siphon from it, yeah, 
you take that cash, you take that money, you take those accounts. Make it better. And you make it better and you make it grow. All right, let's continue with this tree. Okay. So best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Second best time is now. That is true. Mm. If, yeah. you, if you haven't planted a tree yet, it's okay. Just get started. And if you just received an inheritance and you haven't started growing your legacy, it's all right. Get started. Just just do it now. Um, I think one other thing to communicate as we're going through this stuff is there's emotions that are involved. That's a reality. And with those emotions, um, you're wondering, man, is the person that left this money to me, are they going to be okay with it? Are they going to be happy with it? Look, what they want is your is your enjoyment and your happiness probably more than anything else. And the good news is if whatever you're thinking about doing makes you smile or makes you happy, they're probably going to be smiling with you on it. Um, don't get too concerned on, oh, what would they really want me to do with it in the nitty gritty. If uh, they owned a particular stock in something, don't feel like you have to keep that stock because they owned it. It's okay. Uh, to make things and adjust things too. Make lumber out of that yeah. tree, Daniel. And uh, make a bigger and better legacy for, for you and your family too. All right, hopefully the answered you guys' questions. Make sure you subscribe so you can check the next episode. And hey, if you do not follow us on social media, follow us on social media so that next time we ask these questions, like what would you like to hear on the next Stewardship Podcast, you can chime in. And maybe we will do another episode based on what you suggest. All right, we'll see you soon.